Hello, 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 and welcome to the Altwork podcast, where we explore the new frontiers of work and challenge everything you thought you knew about your career, business, and the world of work. Once again, I'm Victoria Rillas, and with me is my co-host, Saki Rasul. Hi, Saki. Hello, Victoria. Here we are again. Um, and today, we are going to talk about conquering burnout, overcoming exhaustion, and rediscovering joy. Um, so burnout is a term that I think became very popular um, after the pandemic, um, and uh, it's kind of continued since. Um, and to a certain level, I think everyone ex- has experienced some level of burnout. Um, so it's a it's a serious issue, and it's also a complex term. Um, but actually, Sakib, you don't you don't think that the word burnout is very useful. <laughs> you don't like using that word. So why don't we begin there? Uh, what's your beef with the word burnout? And don't you ever experience burnout? Hey, Victoria. No, thank you for the question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do get burnout sometimes, but I decline to declare it as some kind of uh, like an overarching thing that might paralyze me. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, when we say we burnt out, Um, an image of like a log of wood comes to mind that burns out and becomes charcoal. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. So when we say we burn out, that language and the word itself can trap us. It can put us into this mood in which we consider ourselves like a burned out wood. And it doesn't help us. So when we say we're burned out, we need to investigate in my opinion, more carefully, what we are saying about ourselves and others. Mm. We need to investigate that more carefully. Mm. We need to investigate and see, okay, what's really going on here? Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Instead of seeing it as like a irreversible thing that is just, you know, you turn into ashes, but actually investigate, you know, what's really going on when we say we're, we're burnt out. Um, So let's begin. Um, What's the first dimension of burnout, you'd say? Hmm, Sure. So first things first, we are biological beings. We have a body. Mm -hmm. Are we lacking sleep? Are we lacking nutrition? Are we lacking hydration? Are we missing exercise? Maybe we have a medical condition that requires some attention that we are ignoring. Is that what's going on? We need to make a more grounded assessment. Being burnt out is not a grounded assessment. Mm -hmm. It is a general complaint and kind of like a declaration of state in which we really need to peel away, break away, take a vacation, come back, so then burn out again, and then peel away, and the cycle repeats. Mm -hmm. So... Like an addict, we go through the cycles of being on it, off it, on it, off it, again and again. Many of our friends that are listening to this, watching this, can identify with this burnout cycle. Mm -hmm. Victoria, there's a danger in that. Mm -hmm. There's a danger in it because declaring this state could work like an excuse to shrug our commitments and hide out. Now, I want to be careful. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that you should not take a break and pay attention to the 
domain of body and health. But what I'm saying is that we need more careful investigation of what we mean when we say we are in a burnout. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we need to do is to think what practices we are missing in our life to take care of some physical aspect of what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as working too much or too little. We need to do the work that we need to do to take care of what we are committed to take care of. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. But uh, there is such a thing as not taking proper rest, not taking proper sleep, mm-hmm. not engaging in conversations with your friends and family, not taking time to say, listen to music and meditate and relax and ignoring your medical conditions, all that leads to physical and mental exhaustion, Hmm. okay? If any or all of those things are going on, we need to make some grounded assessment about what we need to do to take care of the body and our mood. Yeah. So before, you know, declaring we are burned out and totally peeling away from an important piece of work that we are committed to do, and doing some damage to our career, our work, our customers, our partners, people that are depending on us, relying on us, and declaring ourselves like a charcoal burnt out, we need to take a moment and reflect about the state of our body, state of our health and our moods, and see what needs to be done to take care of it. Mm. We We need to address that, number one. Okay, that's one whole dimension of the thing. Mm. And that's an important dimension of the thing, not like a light thing. Uh, Because when your body is doing well, so are you in every aspect of your life. So, and also because our moods are very connected to our physical state. And I can experience that just myself that I know that when I work, but then when I eat properly on time, I talk to my mom and my friends, I go out for a walk every day. It kind of just recontextualizes my life and my work, you know, and in a way, all those things kind of refresh me. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, in, those are my first line of defense against burnout. So mm-hmm. that's a very important part. Um, but then what's the second dimension of burnout? Yeah, the second dimension of burnout, I believe often when people say they're burnt out, they're also dealing with some kind of emotional exhaustion. Yeah. So let's investigate that for a moment. Yeah. So we could say that the second dimension of this matter is that if we are dealing with a situation where there is an ongoing emotional abuse happening and you're playing either knowingly or unknowingly a role in that game, like someone bullies you and instead of confronting the situation, you practice uh, silent resentment and gossip or maybe just silently suffering, then you're going to have a cost that is going to show up like a burnout. In this case, it is very important that you build some courage to speak up and interrupt the situation and own your own participation in it in whatever way you may have been participating. That you give up commitment to being resentful and being resigned and investigate what needs to be done to change the situation. We, we talked about this, uh, you might recall, Victoria, in the last conversation yeah. about kill being nice, right? Yeah. That's why it's so important to stop torturing yourself and 
allow yourself to be tortured and kill being nice. If you are, if you are suffering from abuse, if you're suffering from some inauthentic behavior, yours or others, and it is having a psychological drain on you, you need to address that. You need to do something about it. Hmm. Just peeling away and returning to the same environment or just hopping from environment to environment without learning how to deal with this kind of um, behavior, either in you or from others and learning to deal with it without learning to deal with it, it will not fix the situation for you. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the second, uh, uh, that's the second thing. Yeah. And we're going on a roll here, but these are really like, these are topics in themselves. Like we, we could do a whole podcast yeah, sure. about the second dimension because it's not easy, you know, to, right. to, to, if at work you're dealing with some emotional abuse, but you're right in the, our last podcast episode, kill being nice. I think could possibly help and maybe we could do um another related topic in the future mm-hmm. yes but mm-hmm. I, I i see that so not only do we need to care about our bodies but also in our minds but we also need to not tolerate bullshit at work and take abuse um and in quotation marks kill kill being nice right yeah like the cost um, of uh cost of um uh silent uh suffering silent resentment silent Sometimes you gossip and that corrupts the culture, that corrupts your ability to work with other people. All of that actually has an emotional cost. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe we should uh, expand on that in another conversation. Yeah, because no matter how much you take care of yourself and your body, if you're going to work and and you're taking emotional abuse, it will lead lead to emotional exhaustion Mm -hmm. and to burnout, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what's, what's the third, third kind of burnout? Cause these two seem like pretty big ones. Mm-hmm. What's, what's another dimension of it? There could be also a kind of existential burnout in which you suffer from a lack of meaning in your work. Mm-hmm. That can happen both in situations where you're constantly not generating results or generating some results, but not satisfied with the whole situation. When you're constantly failing, but not generating results, you could be exhausting yourself. So some mentoring, some coaching about that situation to help you reframe what you're up to, it will be useful. Mm. But in certain cases, it can also happen if you're generating results, at least uh, maybe some financial results, and so on and so forth. But you don't find meaning in that work. Yeah. It doesn't really matter much to you at the end of the day, other than getting some financial results and you don't have meaningful relationship with people that you work with and you don't find spiritual nourishment in your work, you will have what I call a kind of existential burnout. Mm-hmm. And that's that's big. And I think that I think a lot of my friends and my generation are maybe dealing with this burnout of like lack of meaning in our work. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you explain uh, more what you mean by spiritual spiritual uh, nourishment at work? I think is what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think most people see work and spirituality or nourishment as like two separate things. Right, right. right. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think that has been one of the greatest tragedy of modern human being. We have separated our deep nourishment that we have the possibility to get from our work. We have taken our spirituality and put it into um, what we can say religious boxes. You know, take a look. When we talk about spirituality, we start thinking right away like, oh, um, we need to find some religion or some uh, meditation center or something like that. We have forgotten and we need to remember that our greatest spiritual nourishment comes from our connection to the whole, to something that is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. When we are working to serve others, to serve um, some community, change some condition for some people with our work, we serve the whole, something bigger than us and our personal uh, needs uh, that's day to day. Mm -hmm. so in that sense, our work is the most direct connection to our spiritual nourishment. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we don't see that. Unfortunately, we insist that spiritual nourishment will happen in some kind of um, exclusive community behind closed doors or something like this. That's not what spiritual nourishment is. Only some, maybe some spiritual nourishment can happen there. Sure. Um, there might be some benefit of being with the community and engagement and thinking about your connection with the mystery of the universe that's beyond us. But truly deep, profound spiritual nourishment, I believe, comes from seeing your work as a contribution to the whole that is your greatest connection with mm. something that's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. mm. And mm. I believe. Um, if you're missing that, you're going to have some kind of an existential dread. Mm -hmm. You're going to be constantly feeling that there is more in you than you're giving out to others. Mm. If you And uh, if you have that feeling, then you need to investigate that. Maybe listen to some of the conversations we are having about designing your career and creating meaning and creating satisfaction in your work and becoming a being of service to others that could heal and recover this existential burnout. Does, mm. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes lots of sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so to kind of go back a little bit, first we said physical burnout, right? Mm. That, that if you are lacking practices, uh, that could lead to like a very, like the first dimension of burnout, that you're mm. just like physically burnt out, right? Mm. Second dimension we said, was um uh like emotional burnout if you're dealing with like emotional abuse at work that will definitely lead to burnout and then now we're just saying the existential burnout if there is no meaning in your work if there is no spiritual nourishment in your work you will dread going to work every single day and you know putting in the hard work and that extra time will seem like you're not really mm -hmm. you, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing why you're putting in so much hard work so I'm and I'm beginning to see like the connection between these various dimensions or levels of burnout that you're talking about. Because if your body is tired and you have not taken rest, mm -hmm. uh, I will not have the ability to deal with emotional abuse going on at work, mm -hmm. let alone ask the question of what is the meaning behind my work, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh my question is where does one begin? <laughs> and mm -hmm. also uh 
I, is there a last level of burnout? Did, did I? Um, yeah, I think we, when we uh, were talking earlier yesterday about it, we touched, um, okay, maybe let's touch very briefly okay. on what we considered the, the fourth level, the fourth dimension of mm -hmm. burnout. It's, it's not so much a level, it's more of like an aspect of it, like a dimension of right. it, okay. that uh, of burnout that we, um, is more often that's associated with the large groups and societies and companies and the whole cultures can get into sometime this certain mood of stuckness that they that they care deeply but they don't see a way out of the situation and that can begin to look like a resignation about anything new that might be possible then the whole culture or the company or the family or a group can get into this mood that we are exhausted we're burnt out mm. people look at each other and talk to each other and say to each other, we're exhausted, right? And people respond back by saying, yeah, that's right. We are exhausted. And whether they are actually physically exhausted or mentally exhausted or not, they begin to have the experience of overall exhaustion. Hmm. I, I meant to, I mean to say, whether their bodies are exhausted or not, whether they are actually uh, there, is, there is something going on in that kind of a, in that kind of a sense. Someone in the family or in the company that begins to, or in any kind of a group that begins to recognize that can begin to ground this assessment to begin to interrupt, not just go along with the gossip uh, going around this assessment going around that hey we are resigned and we're burnt out right like happened in the COVID time people whether they're actually physically uh, burnt out or not, people just starting to speak about it as if they're burnt out and starting to convince each other. And a lot of people got really, really uh, in this mood. Um, then when somebody recognize this, then they can begin to, uh, to perturb this and then really need to see that what needs to be done to escape from this, uh, this kind of... Um, like a societal trap or a group-wide mm -hmm. trap that the whole mm -hmm. group and family have gotten into and reintroduce some new practices or what we call the poetry of living together. The poetry of living together, poetry of working together has gone missing. Maybe some mm -hmm. uh, shared meaning about what we are really up to has gone missing that has to be introduced into the space that can possibly uh, shift the moods of the people. Got it. So this this last I mentioned, it almost sounds like a peer pressure to be burnt out. Mm -hmm. it, it sounds like if I'm if I'm just going to rephrase here so I can better understand. Yeah, it yeah, sounds please. like this last I mentioned is kind of like a, a like a cultural mood of being burnt out and resigned and just tired and like almost like a commitment to being that way. Um, and then also like convincing others that you should also be this way. Why are you being so happy when all of us are feeling like shit, you know? No, so, that's, that's brilliant yeah. what you just said. That okay. I, I think that you really touched on a very important uh, part of it. It's like a unspoken commitment or mm -hmm. silent shared commitment to be burned out, to be, be in a certain kind of a mood. Mood, yeah. And then you hire new people into the team. Yeah. And three months later... They get They're also burned out and no yeah. work has really happened. Yeah. And, and notice that in this kind of a culture, 
all other three levels of burnouts are happening. You know, there's a physical yeah. burnout happening. People mm. end up developing developing practices for not taking proper rest, proper sleep, mm. proper water, proper hydration, all of that uh, relaxation, uh, recreation, all of that goes missing. Mm -hmm. People begin to have a lot of gossip and a lot of uh, resentment about each other, which can create um, the mental exhaustion that leads to physical exhaustion. And earlier you said, you know, where to begin? Begin anywhere. Begin what is the, the breakdown right in front of you uh, and begin to pull on the thread, right? If you're not taking proper sleep, proper nutrition, maybe uh, proper rest, uh, start there. Start by uh, creating practices and habits and invite others to join you. If yeah. there's a gossip going on all the time, there's a bullying going on all the time, then uh, say something about it. Uh, interrupt it, perturb it, and mm -hmm. ask people to stop it. Remind each other that who they really are in this game to each other, for, for what purpose. Mm -hmm. And that purpose then goes to creating like a shared meaning and mm -hmm. your own individual meaning. You know, what are you up to? Where yeah. are you working? I think that's a really important question. And I think this question serves as like a, as like a step, a good grounding to go on to like, and ask more questions about, you know, whether you need practices and whatever, is that when you find, when you know what, why you are doing what you're doing, when you have meaning for your work, I think everything else becomes a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think what you said about, I just want to highlight like third time, maybe because it's so uh, the insight you just had right here in this conversation that there's like a silent commitment going on that no one wants to challenge, that no one wants to perturb. And if you want to escape this burnout that the whole group is experiencing it, you need to look at what is that silent commitment as a manager, as a leader, as a senior manager, doesn't matter if you're responsible for taking care of other people and you also want uh, growth in your own career, you want to growth in your own responsibility and leadership, then you need to recognize this silent suffering that mm. goes on, that everybody agrees that it needs to be there, but it doesn't need to be there. And we invite yeah. you to say something and do something about it. Yeah. And you know, while you were talking, another idea came to my mind that why dealing with burnout can be so difficult, even though we could like, you know, have these four dimensions that we just gave you and you can use them, is that I think sometimes people deal with it very alone or they feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. in like they feel like, you know, I mean, it's easy to say just, you know, exercise and go to sleep on time and eat well. And, but I experienced myself that it's hard because yes. you get so like, you can get overwhelmed at work or I get sometimes when, you know, it's a very hard day. I get really overwhelmed. And then afterwards, I just like feel like doing nothing. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to like look at my phone and not talk to anybody. I don't mm -hmm. have like the mental or like emotional space to be able to like talk with someone. And I just don't want to do anything. And then I get too mm -hmm. tired to eat. And then I don't really want to go out and exercise. Just don't feel like doing anything, you know. Mm -hmm. But having people remind me like I have a friend and we just have a mutual commitment that every single day at this time we're going to go for a walk and it just mm -hmm. helps because now it's, I'm not alone in doing it anymore I'm doing it with someone else you know it's a shared commitment um yeah so, very good I think shared so, practices and and yeah shared practices shared commitments are is uh is kind of the bridge 
out of this uh, uh, burn burnout will mm-hmm. into maybe some kind of uh, um, I don't know what is the new town we can name, but that's not burned out. That's lit up, huh? Maybe we can yeah. say lit up will where you're lit yeah. up with possibility yeah. and remember the meaning of it all, right? Like for the sake of what you're doing, why you're mm-hmm. working, if you if your reason for working is just as uh, uh, as uh, some kind of um, uh, transactional, like I get paid, so I work, that's mm-hmm. it. Quickly, meaning can go missing in that work and you don't find- It's the, not enough. Uh, the, the motivation, you don't find the commitment to, or you don't fulfill that commitment to go for a walk or go to yeah. sleep on time because you have next day uh, to go, uh, go being a being of service to for something else. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah, going to work only because you're getting paid is never enough of a meaning to you know it's bound do, to create a burnout. Yeah, right? bound to. So I mean, what do you suggest people do instead? I think talk with each other. If first step is if you're experiencing a burnout, don't suffer silently and yeah. don't simply plan to just peel away. Yeah. Is begin to talk about it, begin to investigate. Mm-hmm. If you have this uh, uh, gross uh, grand assessment that I'm burned out, um, you want to ground that assessment a little bit. You want to identify, am I physically burned out? Am I, uh, is there like an emotional drain going on? Is there a lack of meaning going on? Is my group, group trapped into some kind of um, shared uh, uh, commitment, like you said, silent commitment Mm -hmm. to suffering going on and make some assessments, make some opinions. It's not like a truth you need to discover, but you need to at least reflect upon that opinion a little more carefully. Yeah. And then there is no shortage of resources these days. Take the next steps, talk to your colleagues, talk to your loved ones, um, talk to us, comment here, ask us for help. And we would be delighted to um, give you some assessment uh, if we could help you through this uh, comment section or whatever that might be, depending on where this talk might end up. So, but would be delighted to to help you. And you're going to find that there's no shortage of resources around you. Once you begin to ask for help for something like this, uh, you're you're going to get help. So my only thing is before you make this, big, you know, you suffer, 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 suffer. And then suddenly you blow up or you suffer, suffer, suffer silently. And then suddenly you leave the place and go to the next place thinking that by keep moving teams or keep moving places, this burnout will get better. Abandon that strategy because that's not what's going to work. Yeah. Don't run away from whatever Mm -hmm. you're dealing with. But, and you know, this, um, this exploration requires courage because it requires for a person to ask serious questions about what's going on why am i like what are what are my conditions of satisfaction what what do i want what do i want to do what will mm-hmm. satisfy me what will fulfill me mm-hmm. those are hard questions they're not easy questions those are hard questions but uh, you know courage doesn't come from lack of fear courage actually comes from your care for your future Mm-hmm. right? For your future, for future of others, for your shared future with each other, uh, for the sake of that. So mm-hmm. you don't suffer in the future. Yeah. Then that actually perturbs you, motivates you to take action now as uncomfortable as some action may be. Yeah. As uncomfortable as the conversation might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
All right. Okay. Um, I think we're done. Anything else you'd like to say or ask or? I think we're complete for complete for now. I don't know if we're done. I think it's a good opening. I think we have we have begun. Maybe we have begun talking yes. about this. is a big topic. Yes, so yes. today is a first uh, our first treatment of this topic. Yes. So let's see what our listeners have to say, and then we will uh, determine what we do uh, going, uh, going in the future about uh, about this topic. Yep, sounds good. So, uh, so thank you, and with that. We will conclude episode eight of the All Work Podcast, Conquering Burnout, Overcoming Exhaustion, and Rediscovering Joy. Thank you, Sake, for sharing your expertise and insight. Um, I hope the people are listening found this helpful. Um, and if you like what we had to say today, make sure to tune in next time uh, for more alt-work conversations. I'm Victoria Rellas, and this has been the All Work Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. <laughs>